Jeff and Cheryl's guest room above their garage. I've got a nice cold glass of red wine and I've got a hell of a story for you. But first, let's just get this out of the way. My lovely microphone broke. The freaking thing broke when I went to record this episode the other day. So we are back to our old school headphones that came with the phone and we are going to just make do because it's really important that we stay consistent around here. I cannot stand in fucking consistency, can you? I can't. So if the sound quality is slightly different from the previous episodes, I do genuinely apologize minor things like that piss my perfectionist ass off and I figure why not just like you know disclose all of that right up front so you're not sitting there judging me through this entire episode which I plan to keep short sweet and to the fucking point because 10 a.m tomorrow morning your girl's having surgery I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be drinking a glass of wine right now However, Cheryl, who is a medical professional, okay, she is a nurse anesthetist. My entire life, she has told people she passes gas for a living. For those new to the medical game, a nurse anesthetist is the person that puts you to sleep during a surgery. They give you the anesthesia. So yeah, Cheryl is quite a badass. Um... She told me a glass of wine is fine as long as it's before midnight. And my paperwork says don't eat or drink after midnight. So I think we're solid. Okay, we're just going to roll with it. So if you hear me sippity-doo-dah over here, don't mind if I fucking do. Because this has been one hell of a day. Let me get right into it. Let me... (laughs) The, The medical industry. The medical industry is so twisted, backwards, fucked up, um, confusing. Even medical professionals, which my entire family is full of different ones, okay? They even agree with me. So I'm not going to argue with anyone listening who might be a medical professional themselves because... Every person that I know or speak to agrees when I say things like this. First of all, when you're having surgery, now, if none of you have had surgery, bless your little hearts. This is my, I don't know, third official, no, fourth, sorry, fourth, fourth, fourth real surgery where I'm like getting anesthesia but I've had like non-invasive surgeries, which I don't necessarily count as surgery. It's like local anesthetic. Again, words that are very normal for me. Listen to them at the dinner table my whole life. So local anesthet is like, I, I believe, I'm sure my, my sister, if she listens to this, I don't think my brother does. 
my mom might, she jumps around. There's a little inconsistency there with her. Um, somebody's going to probably tell me I'm wrong, but I believe local anesthetic is like, they just kind of stick a needle in your, in your face or wherever they're doing the procedure and they numb your ass up that way. So they, they numb the area <clears throat> and you hopefully don't feel it, which is not really fun because you're awake. You can see what's going on. You can hear what's going on. Not a good fucking time. Okay. When you get, I, th I guess the word would be general anesthesia. See, they need better words, guys. Local, general, like wait until I tell you what happened when the surgery center called me today and told me, oh, hey, Amy, your surgery's at 10.15 tomorrow morning. Great. It was bad enough I had to wait until the day before surgery for you to let me know what time, considering I've got to drive over an hour to get there. Thank you for the consideration. But then you fucking tell me, like in a second phone call hours later, that first phone call came around 9 a.m. Second phone call came at 3 p.m. today. Okay, not even 24 hours before the surgery. Less than. Get a second phone call. Woman tells me, oh, Amy, when you show up tomorrow, make sure you've got $3,300 because you need to pay that before your surgery. I was like, but n what? N no. Huh? Where would you like me to pull $3,300 out of my pussy in less than 24 hours? How do you expect me to cut? Mind you, sidebar, I have it. <laughs> I have it, but it's the principle of it, okay? I have the money. I have more than enough money. That's not even the fucking point. You just, what if I didn't is my point? Because there were times where I didn't in my life, right? What if I didn't? You just call me up at 3 p.m. and you go, oh, by the way, make sure you have $3,300 so we can do your... Let's factor in all of, of this equation. I took time off work, rearranged my entire schedule, had my mother take off work because she needs to drive me to and from my surgery and tend to my needs while I stay at her house, okay? Had to get a babysitter for Dewey, which like no big deal, that's grandpa, but still he took off of work to babysit Dewey, okay? That's just logistics, I had a lot of other things I had to rearrange, right? And get done beforehand. For instance, now tell me if you disagree. When you come home from a surgery, you don't want to come home to a dirty house. You want to come home to like a made bed, clean sheets, a clean kitchen. Like you don't want trash that smells in your trash can. You don't want dishes piling up in your sink. Like that's that's not shit you want, okay? So yeah, I had to invest some time in, in cleaning up the joint and doing some loads of laundry and fixing my bed and changing the sheets and whatever. The only thing I didn't get done was food shopping. So Amy just had her like second meal of the day at eight o'clock tonight with her nice cold 
glass of wine. You might not be able to hear me, but I'm sipping it with my pinky up. I don't know um, who created the medical industry. <laughs> it's not even a thing. I might not even be making sense right now. Like, this is going to be a shit show of an episode, okay? And we might just call it that. This is going to be a shit show of an episode. My brain is so fried. I had a massage this afternoon with B, and that was right after the surgery center called me. Well, I was like speeding there. Mind you, every fucking car I got behind today was going super slow. And everybody in front of me was always in a, in a CRV or a RAV4, which are two cars, no offense to you personally if you drive them. I can't fucking stand driving behind. I just can't. Horrible. It seems that anytime I get behind a CRV or a RAV4, the person doesn't know where their gas pedal is. They just ride their brake, okay? So on my way to my massage, the surgery center called me. And then I, at that point, Amy was in full-blown nervous breakdown mode. So I walked my ass into the spa, bawling my ass. <laughs> Hell of a day, kids. Hell of a day. So... How does one navigate a day so chaotic and crazy, especially when most, most of the people around me, I won't say all of them, I, I have my support system, right? Like I saw B today, I have other individuals I know I can lean on for certain things. But then there's other things that like I need to lean on other people for, and I know you feel me on this, right? But like, They've demonstrated over time that maybe they're just not quite the ideal person to lean on, but you're limited in your, in your selection here, so you just lean on them anyway. It's kind of like how a lot of people date. Like they just, they just settle, and they're like, I don't really like you. <laughs> I don't really want to be with you, but I guess like mm, it's just easier to stay here than it is to tell you how I really feel and leave. So I'll just chill here with you, even though I'm really not invested in it. Do you know how many people do that? I can tell you, professionally speaking, too many, too many. The amount of people I talk to on the regular and the amount of people that are in loveless, unhealthy relationships is mind blowing. It's just, it's insane to me. This is not professional of me at all to be sipping wine. But I've heard other people do it when they're recording, and so we're going to give it a go and see how fucking obnoxious it is. I also heard somebody that I really like say today, I don't know them, but they're like, I guess we could call them a comedian of sorts. They've got a podcast. I like them. They're really, really real. A little bit on the angry side, but listen... We've all got that in us sometimes. So you, 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 want, it, you want to hear it sometimes from somebody else because it really validates what goes on in your mind. They said, I feel like I curse too much. That is the most disappointing sentence I've ever heard anybody say. I was so let down <laughs> by somebody that I don't even know. The minute they said, I feel like I curse too much. I feel like I could be more eloquent. And I thought... I am eloquent with my curse words. I can come up with really, 
really entertaining sentences with no curse words, but it's more fun to say it with a curse word. So then I get in this like moral debate with myself in my head and I think, you know, do I want to have fun in life or do I want to have to tame myself? If I want to have fun in life, then I'm going to curse. I'm going to curse. I'm going to sit here on the in the guest room above the garage, sipping wine, recording out of my janky headphones because somebody out there gets me and somebody is listening and they're laughing. And that is the most important thing. Laughter. Laughter is the key. You know, Laughter really is better medicine than whatever these people at this at this surgery center already prescribed me. Can we just talk about the fact that they already prescribed me my pain meds before my surgery? I've got them right across the room, which is not good. From a former pill popper, if you didn't know, now you do, okay? When I was younger, this is, there's decades, okay? Decades have gone by. I don't take any supplements. I don't like to take pills. The only pills that you will ever see me take, and, 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 and I know somebody's sitting here going, bitch, I saw on your Instagram story you video a pill at one point. I did. I take a leave when I have my period because I get cramped. And I take nighttime cold medicine when I get sick because I already can't breathe through my nose and I'd just rather knock my ass out than try to like suffer all night. And I don't even take a full dose, okay? Because I know myself. When you know your bad habits and you know where you can go with them, you just do better. It's called self-discipline we all should try it you know like we just just give it a shot somewhere in your life just one time just you know shoot your shot self-discipline it's really simple I know that I can go overboard if I do x y and z so I choose not to do x y and z that's all very simple very 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 simple so I stay away from pills. I don't want your supplements. Don't try to, you know, hawk them this way. I don't want them. I'm not interested. Don't want to have to put anything that looks like a pill in my mouth because I have, uh, it's, it's, it's like talking to somebody who is in AA. It's, just, it's similar, okay? You're not, now, listen, not all of them, but there are, there are people who are recovering alcoholics or have recovered and they have gotten themselves to a place where they can be around the alcohol or they can maybe work in a bar. I don't know. I've seen it on TV shows. I'm just saying. But I'm somebody, when I was younger, in my like early teen years, into my early 20s, where I didn't have emotional support and I was very distraught internally and I had access to things that maybe the average person didn't have access to and I made my own concoctions. The more you know, the more you know. 
in college, I would get care packages of pills. <laughs> so bad. It's a good thing I don't name names. I tell, I tell very discreet, vague stories. Um, I would get care packages, um, everything from like antibiotics to muscle relaxants to pain pills. And I would just, I knew, uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not naive and I'm not talking about this like recklessly. I'm just being real with you coming from somebody who did it and experienced it. Let me just keep it straight with you. In my mind, when I started doing this, it wasn't for the sake of um, anything other than I know if I pop this pill, it's going to make me feel good temporarily. Like that was the mindset. And then that becomes an addiction because that becomes this habit of going, uh, I'm hurting and I know that I can temporarily fix it. And that became my coping method for quite some time. So then what happens is you become a little too confident with yourself straight up and you start going, I wonder, you know, because you start to get like immune. I wonder if I take this one and maybe a half a dose of another one and you and you start to play pharmacist with yourself. It's not good. It's not good. So coming from somebody who has done that a long time ago and I haven't done that in years I stopped doing that a long time ago and I learned a vice for me is like, don't hand me a bottle of pills. If I am emotionally distraught, it's a trigger. It is. It's like taking somebody who's in AA to a bar. You just shouldn't do it. It's a no-no. So... I didn't plan on going there. I told you, what a shit show. What a shit show this is today. I was watching 90 Day Fiance and live tweeting. Okay, I don't know if any of you are following me on Twitter, but but you should. You really should. I'm quite entertaining over there. 90 Day Fiance, there's a couple. Sinjin, that is his name. He's from like South Africa, I believe. Um, and his, uh, American <laughs> girlfriend, I was trying to, I was, I, I had to think, is she the fiance yet? No, girlfriend, um, Tanya, Tanya has, Sinjin came to Tanya. Okay. So, so Sinjin came to the United States. I forget what state Tanya lives in. I believe her name is Tanya. But listen, I'm brain dead and, and I'm about a glass and a half deep of wine. So humor me if I am wrong. Tanya lives at home with her mother. But her whole thing when she gets on her confessionals is to talk about how, how I almost snorted, how, how self-motivated she is. She's got so much drive and she's got so much passion and... I'm sitting there like, mm, you are cleaning your mother's kitchen. Your mother's house looks like she's a hoarder. And then your mother's yelling at you because she, you and Sinjin are moving into her she shed. Yes, her, she, she, she used that word on the show. It's not just from that commercial, guys. She said, you're moving into the she shed. I cleared out my she shed for you. 
Well, Tanya had one job, guys. One job. The the only thing she needed to do was get the she shed ready for Sinjin. This is going to be a shit show even more. The fa- I just realized how many S's I'm trying to say with this glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> so, so Sinjin shows up and the she shed ain't ready. Okay? They slowly and dramatically like film her showing him that this is where we're going to stay in the backyard of mom's house and she opens the door and it like it's just a mess nothing is put together there are boxes everywhere and she looks at him guys she looks at Sinjin dude flew to America for you chick just do one thing come on give and take like that's how a relationship goes no she looks at Sinjin and she goes so you and I we could stay up all night pulling all nighter and and get this place ready Sinjin thankfully is like super nice and understanding I don't I don't think that's gonna last very long but he like he politely looked at her and he was like why don't we get a good night's sleep since I just flew all the way from South Africa, Tanya, and you had one job to clean up the she shed and you didn't. Really unbelievable. Unbelie- and then the best part is now they're not even like, they're not even 30 days into their 90 day together. And if you're, and if you're not familiar, like, the the either the foreigner comes to America or the America goes to to the foreign country and they've got if they applied for what I think it's the it's not the K-1 visa I don't remember what visa it is they apply for whatever they've got 90 days to to get to know each other and figure out if they're going to get married and get married in that 90 day period that's it like that's their time and then and then the person's got to go back to their other country and if they have chosen to get engaged or they're going to get married they can apply for different visas based on where they're at right that's the amy version that's the amy summary of it so she's leaving to go to costa rica they're not even 30 days deep into this 90 day situation like he literally just got there and now she's like oh hey by the way, I'm going to Costa Rica because I'm training to be like a, a, a we're just going to say a witch because I was half paying attention at this point. Something along the lines of she's learning how to like create, I don't know, make soap or potions or some shit like that. So we're just, we'll just, yeah, Tanya's a witch who didn't clean up the she shed, who's apparently self-motivated, but living in her mother's she shed it's a shit show that's a shit show too that's more of a shit show than me right now sitting above my parents garage yeah good time good time i just like saying she shed like he's he's he shed he shed is not as fun but she shed i don't really want a she shed i just want to talk about she sheds for a while (laughs) So tomorrow I shall breathe again. That is the goal. I have decided that it will happen. 
because it's very easy when you have gone through and I have gone through many doctors, 14 doctors, okay, on my journey to find out what the fuck was wrong with my face and my nose. And finally got my doctor now who figured out within one appointment. Magic, right? And this is um, the fourth surgery that I'm having for this particular area of my body, but not this issue because all the surgeries before this were for people guessing and checking. Like I literally had surgeries because surgeons were just like plucking ideas out of thin air saying it could be this. Would you like us to go into your body and explore? Sure. Why the fuck not? Why, why not? Why not? Go ahead. Have at it. Not, not a problem. Figure it out. None of them could figure it out. 14 doctors later, we got a diagnosis. Amy has collapsed nasal valves and they are going to fix it. I thought they were just going to put some implants in my nose. Yes, implants in my nose. I know when you hear implants, which like I really wanted to just fuck with people. And, and when they asked me what surgery I was getting, I just wanted to say I'm getting implants so, they could, so I could leave them wondering. <laughs> but instead, I said I'm getting these implants in my nose because that's what it is. These little implants go into each nasal passage, right? And they're supposed to hold open um, the nasal valves so that air can go through it finally. Mine just claps right now because there's not enough cartilage in my nose to hold it open. Um, but they're also doing a couple other procedures while they're in there. Now, I don't know if you recall a few episodes back, I, I've brought this surgery up. It's part of my life, so why not? a few times and I explained that the reason this happened is because it's ra it's a rather common side effect to having your nose done. I had a, I had well we'll just keep it blunt here. I had a nose job in 2008. It was because I had a deviated septum. I'm not lying as many people do. I literally had a, a broken nose in elementary school. My I ran into a kid's back playing rugby, I think I told this story, broke the damn nose. Like the whole profile changed because I had a big bump on my nose at that point. It was crooked and I couldn't really breathe. So <laughs> when, you know, you're, uh, uh, I was going to call myself a Jersey girl and then I was going to call myself a rich snob and I chose not to use either of those to identify me. So my graduation gift, yay, from college was a nose job. <laughs> Call me what you want. At least I'm real and honest. And I wanted that because I wanted my nose fixed. Needless to say, as the years went on, if the surgeon has overfiled at any point a side of your nose or both sides of your nose, it's very possible that in time it can collapse, which is what happened to me. My original surgeon, he overfiled, way overfiled one side of my nose. We could say I'm botched, but not botched like the TV show. Like 
yeah, he kind of fucked up. But we're too far out to, like, sue anybody at this point. So it is what it is. I'm not even allowed back in that doctor's office. (laughs) It's a whole thing. He overfiled. The other side is also collapsed, just not as collapsed as the one side. So they're putting implants in both sides to hold it open. And then they, according to the paperwork, I don't remember my doctor actually saying this, but it's possible he did. I sometimes don't always listen. Paperwork says they're also going to straighten my nose and remove some things that they call turbinites or or whatever that are in there that can be restricting the airflow. The other night I was Googling, which I often do, and I, because I was trying to figure out why am I so tired? Like I'm only 35. There should be no reason why I am literally ready for bed at like 6 p.m. I started to wonder if there was actually like something wrong with me until I googled what my problem is with my nose and like the very first thing that came up because I don't like to I don't google symptoms I learned that after 14 doctors just stop okay so so yeah so I googled this because I was just curious what could be the side effects or the symptoms of having um, collapsed nasal valves and what it is, is you, your quality of life is no good. That was not Google's words. Those are my words, but it did use quality of life. And, um, you are severely fatigued, exercise intolerant, like it beyond validated my life. I was trying to figure out why an athletic girl who has danced and played sports for her entire life would much rather work out laying on her floor in sweatpants and doing the absolute least. Like, I don't do the absolute most, guys. I I have a sick body for somebody who does the absolute least in working out. I lay on the ground, and, and the minute I start heavy breathing, I have to stop because I'm, I have no air going through my nose. Which now makes you kind of wonder how I haven't had a heart attack yet. I said that to my mother the other day. I was like, how did I, how have I not had a heart attack yet? Isn't that extra pressure on my heart to pump more and like compensate for like the fact that I can't breathe properly? And she was like, yeah, you're lucky. And I'm like, nobody even informed important to me of any of this until I just pose a random question and everybody thinks I'm being sarcastic. I'm not. I was genuinely curious. I could have dropped dead any day over the last few years for being a chronic mouth breather. And now they want $3,300 from me. Cheers. Cheers. It's okay. I have a plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the plan starts with, I didn't transfer my money. They're not going to get my cash money tomorrow, even though I had plenty. I'm not walking in and give, I will resent you. The fact that you gave me no respect, I, mm, mm -mm. money for me is energy. If I'm going to give money, I need to feel good about it. So you know what I did? I took my ass to the 
care credit or credit care whatever it's fucking called website applied for a nice little assistance like it's like a it's like a no um, interest healthcare credit card <laughs> situation I had the money guys <laughs> I have the money. It's the principle at this point. Plus, you know what? Us rich folks, like, uh, we keep our money in the bank. So if if this bitch has to get a a free credit card, I applied and was approved in two seconds. And it's it covers the entire balance that I'm gonna owe. Then so be it. I don't have the actual card, so guess what I'm walking in with tomorrow? A nice printout of the account number. Bam! Right in that lady's face. And then I'm going to say, um, can I speak to your supervisor? Because when I asked you why you were calling me at 3 p.m. to tell me I was going to have to bring you $3,300 before my surgery, did you take into account bedside manner? I know I'm not in a bed yet, but did you consider the fact that I'm the one maybe a little stressed going through some emotional stuff because I have surgery tomorrow? Does anybody factor into the equation around here? Are you just immune? Do you factor in that when somebody goes under anesthesia, they could die? Do you consider that? Which just reminded me, I have to make my living will on a post-it before I go to bed. I have to. It's just a must. I'm going to have to. I don't know if it's going to be legally binding, but I will sign it and date it. I just need to make sure my dog is taken care of. God God forbid something happens to me. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man, guys. All right. Well, listen, we are good to go. I am going to finish my nice little glass of wine here. I'm going to re-listen to this shit show and hopefully laugh my ass off. And if not, we're just going to re-record it because that's how we roll. I will see you um, in a few days, actually. I plan to record another one as long as I'm not nasally, okay? I don't know how this is going to go. As long as I wake up, that's number one, and I'm not nasally by, like, Sunday... You'll have another episode coming your way. Stay tuned.